Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot Z-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Digitex, where you can buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Hugh Porter grew up in Edmonton, uh, was a big fan of Grant Fuhrer and Glenn Anderson back in the day. And uh, we will have a former Edmonton Oiler and current uh, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque for his regular Thursday hit on Oilers Now. Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack coming down the pipe just after 1 o'clock. Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. And then 
You know, there's been so much talk uh, because there hasn't been any games, so much talk on uh, what has become blatantly apparent, the brilliant documentary that is uh, Last Dance about Michael Jordan. Uh, we have gone out and reached uh, and hooked up with a guy that uh, many Edmontonians would remember from uh, specifically from the days of John Short Show, and that is Don Horwood, who in many respects is an Edmonton sporting icon. He did something that was... Uh, I would suggest you almost conceivably impossible at one time, which was winning a national championship, multiple championships, as it turned out, at the University of Alberta. Uh, when Don came here from Oak Bay out of uh, Victoria, uh, Victoria was the Vikes were the, the powerhouse. They had won seven straight national championships uh, in Canada, and UBC was basically seen as one of the top three or four other schools in the country, and Don Horwood tilted that into Alberta. And we'll talk a bit about the psyche and the assertiveness in Michael Jordan's personality, why Michael Jordan had to be that way, partially because of Phil Jackson's personality as a head coach of the Chicago Bulls. And then we'll talk about Don because Don was a little bit old school when it came to coaching. And all you needed to do is slide by practice. And I can remember in uh, 19... Geez, it would have been... Oh, I'd say 1989-90. I was working on... Uh, ITV Sports Night at that time behind the scenes of Darren Detition and, and would go down and get some of his stuff at the U of A and then head over to the studio to go shot list NHL games and that sort of thing. And I remember when it came to practice time with Horwood, we had to PG-13 what we ran because you heard everything. And uh, it was a terminology that is not often heard today. Uh, but you know, Don's philosophy was he had to push his players because, frankly, he didn't have the same talent some of the other schools. And ultimately, Horwood won back-to-back uh, -back national titles in the mid-1990s and then again in 2002 with a very talented uh, Golden Bear squad. So we're looking forward to that conversation coming up. We haven't had Don on for a while, and he is a big uh, personality. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Like most businesses, as a look, we're starting to get back at it today. Uh, like most businesses, not yet for the River Cree. It remains closed during the pandemic, but they'll be back up with over 1,350 slot machines and 40 table games when the province reopens up. River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. Uh, we're at uh, Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can reach me, Bob underscore Stoffer, and back at the 630 Jet Studios at Brendan Escott with two E's and two T's. Brendan, uh, what's what's on your mind right now? What's happening, man? What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm uh, I'm hosting the four to six block tomorrow, leading the Ched Nation into uh, the long weekend, Bob, so I'm making sure that uh, my knowledge outside of the sports realm is uh, is up to snuff, so I can carry that. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm taking my eyes off of what's going on uh, sports worldwise, though, of course. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because, uh, so, you know, I, I think that most of our listeners, uh, and they're not just Oilers Now listeners, they're, they're 630 Chad listeners, they like to be aware. And uh, most are fairly not like this is a big day in the province as we gradually reopen and a lot of restaurants have decisions to make and some are going to delay uh, uh, the reopening. Uh, we have Bruce Chris as an uh, advertiser on the show for the last uh, dating all the way back to the days of Oilers lunch on another station. So that uh, would be 11 seasons. Uh, they're going to delay. Uh, I know that uh, Royal Pizza, who's an advertiser of ours, uh, 
they still have delivery and and all and you know curbside drop off and all that kind of stuff but for their uh sit-in locations they are going to delay they are not going to open up uh yet so uh, conversely i've got friends that are part of uh the local group there's you know the one right downtown uh, around 114th and jasper and uh, they're going to open up a bit so each you know each business has to um take uh, their own sort of course of action and and i i support alberta-based businesses and and have a lot of empathy for the position that many of you are in right now brendan you'll have to get yourself up to date on numbers uh quickly we will tell you that uh, right now edmonton currently at about eight percent of uh, the confirmed cases in the province of Alberta. According to the Alberta Health site right now, just 61 active cases in Edmonton's zone, uh, which would include um, the you know the surrounding communities. Um, 439 recovered cases out of those 512 confirmed cases. Uh, the, we've been at 12 deaths basically for the last couple of weeks, and we'll tell you that uh, of the 3,020 hospital beds in Edmonton right now, we're at eight in hospital for uh, COVID-19, and of the 150 ICU beds in Edmonton, there are currently two people in. And and that does tie into sport and hockey, because the National Hockey League, and I will, I will tell you this, that maybe yesterday, I might have been 50-50 that we were going to have a resumption of the season, not necessarily the regular season, but a playoff of some sort. I'm now going to uh, abridge that to 55-45, that uh, we're going to have a chance to see this. And I think that uh, we saw yesterday BC Premier John Horgan uh, certainly illustrate the point um, that uh, BC would be open to uh, NHL hockey. I I don't think that would be the only province. And... uh, you know, I think a strong case, if you looked at the actual COVID numbers in respective markets, a strong case could be made here. So I'm going to go to I'm going to go from 50-50 to 55-45 that we're going to see a, a playoffs at some stage. Um, obviously, national governing bodies are going to play a factor as well. That's a given. Uh, I think in the states, it's already known fact that Donald Trump wants to see major professional sport get back at it, uh, and I'll be intrigued to see. Uh, you know the course of action that takes place here but i'm starting to slow there's starting to be some whispering out there uh the competition committee or return to play committee has met now two days in a row as well and uh edmonton's numbers will put them in a very competitive uh situation and we'll see you know are we talking to 24 again i there's still a lot of hurdles that have to happen here and there can be some setbacks which is why some of the owner operators out there that are listening right now to the show are being very cautious because they don't want to start up and have to shut back down again and i i think we can all appreciate that so and you know what extend that metaphor for what's happening uh with hockey as well so they're they're taking their steps nothing happens without the approval of uh first uh you know the federal governments and then either the provincial or state governments as well i would suggest to you that vegas can make a very compelling case and has traditionally spent money to uh, to win bids to host events. They know how to do that well. Uh, we know BC is going to be after it. I think you'd be naive to believe that Alberta is not uh, interested, especially given the infrastructure that's in place here in Edmonton. And it's, it's pretty amazing, Brendan. You know, I had a conversation. I actually did a, uh, a 
what do they call those anyways? Uh, I did an interview with Tom Gazzola uh, for his podcast. And, we, we, you know, he sort of provided a couple of what-if scenarios. And one of them was, Bob, what would have happened if the Edmonton Investors Group had not been there to step up in 1998? And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's my belief that the Edmonton Oilers would no longer be here if Cal Nichols and the EIG did not step up in 1998. Um, and then... Later on, Tom goes, well, what happens if Daryl Cates doesn't buy the team in 2008? And my response let me, well, you know what? The EIG stepped up. They got the uh, Oilers organization, and Gary Bettman in part helped make this happen, but they got the Oilers to the point that we had a salary cap that made everything a lot more competitive. The Canadian dollar strengthened through the mid-2000s. Uh, we had a lockout in 0405. Hockey matters way more in Canada and is the number one sport in Canada than the United States. And the Oilers kind of became a have franchise. But we've had Cal Nichols and Bruce Saville and people like that on before saying uh, on our show on Oilers now that there was just not the wherewithal to, to have the um, stomach to push for a downtown entertainment and arena complex. And that was ultimately, you know, came to fruition with Daryl Cates uh, during the time in which, you know, he purchased the team. And that was part of the reason, uh, you know, uh, part of the reason why the building got built. So I'll say this, if not for the EIG, I don't think the orders would be here. If they didn't step up in 98, I don't think the orders would be here. Uh, and if Daryl Cates hadn't purchased the team, I think the team would be here, but they'd be playing in a refurbished uh, Northlands Coliseum instead of having the brand spanking move, uh, you know, uh, brand spanking new Rogers place. So there's a, a couple thoughts. You don't have to agree with me, but that's kind of how I see it. Uh, and again, we've had Cal on the show saying that there, I mean, they had cash calls during the days of the EIG where some of the wealthiest people in the city did not want to put more money in. And I know that with the Edmonton Investors Group, some of them would have been very surprised that they would have been able to get back two and a half times their initial return. It's amazing how things changed. Uh, and uh, make no mistake, there were people on the IG that wanted to stay and continue to own the, the club uh, moving forward. But a couple of the bigger players, the biggest players of the Edmonton Investors Group, wanted out and thought it was time to, to go to single ownership. So we'll see what happens here moving forward. Edmonton, again, I'm at 55-45 now that we, we could have a uh, not a resumption of the regular season, but a playoff. And we all know the, the Oilers, uh, well, let's rephrase that, Edmonton will be in the mix. Partially uh, because of all of the amenities that are built around Rogers Place with the JW Marriott, but also in large part because of how the situation with COVID has gone here. So, Brendan, you'll have to update those numbers, and we'll have those numbers updated every day at 3.30 when we uh, have Dr. Dina Hinshaw uh, on the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jayla and I, of course, half-hour updates uh, with global uh uh, news, weather, and sports with Eileen Bell throughout the course of the afternoon. All right, let's get to some other things right now at this time as we go into the Oilers, uh, the Oilers Now Audio Vault. And the Oilers Now Audio Vault is brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. This was Brian Lawton's reaction yesterday on Oilers Now uh, to Gary Bettman saying, uh, you know, he hasn't thought of canceling things. Gary's an optimist, and, and he has to be. That's part of his job. It's also part of his DNA. He always believes things are going to work out. And uh, who's to say they're not? We could get a vaccine tomorrow, for all we know, and then all the hard work and planning that they're doing would immediately be needed. 
Is it a possibility that it may not be needed? Yes. But the alternative of doing nothing, uh, I don't think that's an option for the NHL. They're going to be prepared for anything. And if they get even just the tiniest of windows, but a green light to get this league going again, I believe they will. There you go. That is Brian Lawton's from yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. That's part of our top story for Grey Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free no-obligation inspection today. Visit greyrockexteriors.ca. If there is a green light, if there is a window, they've got to be prepared to go. And, again, I'm, I'm starting to think that there's maybe more of a possibility than uh, we, we maybe thought a couple of weeks ago. Now, a couple of weeks ago, there were people that thought all 31 teams would come back and play. Uh, I can suggest to you that pretty much everything points into the direction of maybe a 24-team playoff, which would include the likes of uh, Montreal and Chicago. Let me ask you a question here, Brendan. If you're the Montreal Canadiens, would you rather have a crack at a uh, uh, the first overall pick and Alexis Lafreniere or a crack at trying to get into the playoffs? Uh, even if he wasn't a French-speaking top prospect, I think that answer is is pretty clear given the state of, of you know where they're at right now. I think they take the pick. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the NHL draft, David Staples was on the show yesterday, these comments. I, I really hope that it goes ahead here, Bob. I just think it's, it's uh, you know, someone I write about hockey at the Cult of Hockey all the time. And right. this has given us something to write about. It's And it's kind of fun to, to talk about this. And I know that there's problems and the, the GMs don't like this and won't prefer it. So so we should but, explain. When you mean go ahead, it should it should precede the potential return to action for the teams. That's what you're I'm, saying. Yeah, exactly. I'm cool with that. And I know that it's going to impact the trading that would normally go on. But I think there's probably, you know... The, NHL teams will adjust, and this is something for the fans to get into. People are super excited. Uh, I can tell by the readership numbers. People are super excited about the draft. It, it, it gets them thinking about the future, hoping for the future, and what's wrong with that. So the NHL GMs, the you know the, the people who uh, like things as usual, business as usual, aren't going to like this. But for the fans and for TV ratings, for keeping this business of the NHL going, I think it's it's a positive thing. So I'm I'm diving right in there. Guess what? Uh, David mentions that. I, I'm starting to think it's going more, and we're going to bring this up maybe with Brian Burke. I'm starting to think the draft's going to happen. You know, put it this way. Uh, if they're able to conclude this, the appetite from the managers would be to have the draft after the conclusion of the season. So either we know that we either have a conclusion to the season or we know we're not concluding the season, and at that point the draft happens. Does that make sense to you? I, I think most of you get what I'm saying. Uh, in other words, I don't think we're going to have a draft in June the 15th. And there was some thought that we might have a draft June 5th or June 6th, like a week and a half ago. But again, these situations are fluid. On to NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is not on time every time. It's Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brendan Escott. All right. BC Premier John Horgan said yesterday that he believes the province is in a pretty good spot to host NHL games if need be. And he also mentioned the rinks in the lower mainland, of course, but also citing the WHL rinks they have in Kelowna, Kamloops, Victoria and Prince George as well. The Maple Leafs signed forward Adam Brooks to a two year contract extension worth just over 700,000 per season. Former Regina Pat had three helpers in seven games this year for the Leafs and AJHL Vice President 
President Fran Gao and Bonneville Pontiac's general manager slash head coach Rick Swan both awarded an Order of Merit by Hockey Alberta. The awards recognizing exceptional leadership and distinguished service to amateur hockey in our province for 10 years or more. All right, and again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This text comes in uh, and says, The show is called Oilers Now, not some promotional thing for a host who has a bromance going for Michael Jordan. Now, Brendan, you responded back to the uh, texter, and he subsequently said, or she said, I'm going to think it's a guy. Uh, I listen to your show faithfully all year long, whether the Oilers make the playoffs or not. If it wasn't for listeners, you'd be flipping burgers. You need to listen to your audience instead of butting heads with them. Well, thank you for uh, your constructive response, uh, Darcy. Uh, Brendan, what's our little rule on texting guys back? He knew who was texting him. He knew knew who was texting him. He knew it was you that was texting him? Yeah. Is this this a friend of yours? No, it's not, but I signed off in the first place. He knows. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, Well, uh, you know what? Uh, Hey, we all have our opinions, uh, including you, Darcy. Um, My guess is there might be some smarter Darcy's out there. Just a guess. And, and and maybe there's not some smarter Darcy's out there. But thank you for uh, your perspective on life. 1227 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, a guy uh, that would break your face if you chirped at him. Louis DeBrusque on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.